I'm Ryan Nidell, host of 15 Minutes to Freedom, your daily action guide to getting shit done. And in speaking of getting shit done, I have literally Mr. Get Shit Done himself here in the studio. You're going about to find out why. His name is Frank Sell. Frank, say hello to everybody. Hey, everybody. How you doing? So Frank and I connected, gosh, maybe it was two years ago, maybe it was a year. It doesn't really matter. We connected over social media, and I, I noticed Frank because he has this luscious, flowing facial forest. And I say that, like it literally stems, as I'm looking at him, you, you'll find this on social media. It's covering, like he's got a, a half zip shirt on and it's down <laughs> below the bottom part of his zipper. Like he has got this thing figured out. And it's no surprise because Frank, why don't you tell everybody what, what you've come up with? Like, we'll just jump right into that part first. Okay. Um, you know, it's just one of those deals where it just, it was a happy accident and I'm just that, that bumbling knucklehead that happened to be paying attention to what was going on in my space. So what happened is I, I went to grow my beard and I didn't think I could. Um, and so like most guys, we off to Google, we go looking for products. And luckily my wife kind of saved my ass because she, um, you know, the hot Australian that she is, she likes making stuff from home, naturopathic, holistic, um, and different stuff like that, because we have some health issues in our home that we want to try and attack naturally. And so what that means is like our body wash, our laundry detergent, our toothpaste, everything she makes from scratch. So when I started to grow my beard, she said, I'll make you something because she made a homemade eyelash growth serum as all organic, natural products from home. So bingo, bango, she makes it up for me. I put it on my face. And the first thing I noticed is I slept really good that night. Um, and so from being in the entrepreneur, the marketing space, kind of like Ryan was saying, um, you know, been, been trying to find an idea or a brand. Um, and when I saw this, I was like, wait a minute, there is two massive markets that nobody is putting together in a certain way. And that way was taking beard oil and leveraging the therapeutic effect of essential oils and what we call making essential beard oil. So my beard is actually like, like a diffuser, like your grandma has, that's right on my face. Um, and so all of our beard oils, like you said, they get shit done. Um, or lights out, they're all formulated to actually help you do something, not just look pretty. Yeah, and I can, I can attest to that firsthand. So I was around Frank in Scottsdale, Arizona for our buddy Colby Cabias' event, Meltdown in the Desert, and I had a chance to be just up close and personal. Like I just walked up and was sniffing his face. Now, I'm, I'm obviously completely kidding. There's, there's, a, there's a story behind this, and I feel like this is just a perfect time to share the story. And the story is, so I met Frank, like I said, on social media, and we connected back and forth and almost a year ago now, started talking about maybe a potential marketing deal between him and I, like taking this phenomenal product, like a, I bought a bunch of get shit done beard oil from babybeard, is it what, babybeardclub.com? Yeah. Yes. Bought it from babybeardclub.com, legitimately, like a, a, I don't know, 30 bottles maybe, like I bought a lot of the stuff. So I was going to give it out to clients, like it's a great way to brand get shit done media group and the whole deal. So we went back and forth about talking about major, maybe working together. And I had a bunch of people on this phone call, a little bit different than I normally would do it, almost like a whole planning call with, with the team. And then there was a guy that was an external part of the team that is not really, he's not a full-time guy. He's just somebody that's around, but he was invited to the call. One thing leads to another, and the same individual and his brother launch a beard oil company. Shit, probably, I feel like it was probably, it felt like months later. It was probably like two days later. Like, I don't know the timetable. Frank, I'm sure you know the exact fucking timetable. But on my side, I didn't have any idea. And so 
you know, the marketing thing doesn't quite work out and I probably don't follow up. Like it's more than we can handle. Things just don't line up with the business models at that current moment. And so I just keep, you know, blocking and tackling. But all of a sudden, like Frank stops popping up on social media for me. And I don't really think of it consciously. It's more of like that back of mind. Like, if, I don't know if you, the listener, have ever experienced that, but like you're used to seeing something and all of a sudden it doesn't show up anymore. I don't think about it. And then magically I'm in Phoenix. I see Frank there and like, I'm a little embarrassed by the fact it didn't work out for us on the marketing side of things. So I want to, I want to achieve and knock down everything. But then Frank lays it on me that he thinks I had something to do with this guy launching this beard oil company. And that I'm, I've, I've just basically stolen his idea is what it comes down to. Right. I mean, that, that was the precipice of our conversation. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was, I was totally, you know, from the outside um, perspective of kind of, kind of the entitled baby mindset, you know, was my perspective. It wasn't looking at the full scope. You know, I know you had uh, a friend that you lost at the same time and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and both of us are steeped in, in uh, manhood. And so, um, you know, I didn't look at the full scope of things from somebody else's perspective on, on some of that stuff. And so when I saw that you were coming to, meltdown the desert. I know you and I talked about this afterward and had a good laugh. It's like, I don't care how big this fucking dude is. I'm going to go up and ask him what the fuck. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm thankful you did. Like that was one of the biggest lessons that I remember learning there is just the way that you handled that situation. Like we saw each other maybe in passing, maybe it was after the first day, but we were eventually in the lobby, like face to face and you walked right up and like I, I said, hi to you. Cause I, I had no fucking clue. There was any, any animosity. Like, <laughs> hey, Frank, how you doing? Like, man, we got to talk for a second. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? And, and you laid it on me. Like you shared what you thought and I'm, I'm taken back, but we have a conversation like two grown men. We didn't attack each other on social media. We didn't call each other names. Lord knows we certainly didn't come to any sort of uh, fisticuffs. I, I, I probably would have <laughs> lost at, at that. And here we are on the podcast together, like have rekindled a friendship based off of just an understanding of perception versus reality. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's like, you know, I know you're, you're a part of the warrior tribe and stuff. And, um, I made a commitment to start my own deal. I, I've never attended one of those or any, any tribe. I've just, man, I've just franked enough stuff up and kind of paid attention to know what I want to do. And, you know, it's, it's, it's just growing up the way I've grown up that, uh, you know, I just learned to have a little bit of grace, a little bit of understanding, um, and just, just talk it out. And then once we talk it out, you know, from there, it's either, Hey, great. Have a nice life or Hey man, let's make some shit happen. Yeah. And, and man, I'm, I'm glad you did. I'm glad that that's the way it was handled. Cause I'll just call it, what is there are plenty of people in attendance that day that you or I would know that would not have handled the situation anywhere near with as much class or dignity as you did. So I, I appreciate it tremendously. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've kind of, I don't know if it's subliminally or whatever called out some of those, those barking dogs um, when some of the, the strongest people I know. Um, and and, it, and it, I love it because like, it's kind of like those damn, the Scientologists are all about words and clarity. <laughs> but understanding the word meek, um, I think Jordan Peterson, when he, when he explained it one time on, a, on, I think on Joe Rogan podcast that really hit home that if you go to the dictionary, meek is the ability to endure. And so somebody that, has the strength, even though, um, you know, one of my friends, Tom Shea, he's a 24 year Navy SEAL wrote the book unbreakable Navy SEALs way of life. Um, 
I mean, the dude has had, he's been in 2000 combat hours, 2000 hours of people shooting at him hand to hand, killing people. And he is one of the meekest men that I've ever had the, the luxury of talking to just so quiet and, and reserved, but will straight up kill you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, a- absolutely. And I think that's just, like I like interviews like this because it's just talking. It's like chatting with somebody that's, that's sitting in front of me, which obviously you are through through Zoom. It's there's so many people that I'll say that I know. I won't speak for you. That are this boisterous, polarizing personality, and I get it from a marketing component. I mean, I, I market stuff for a living. Like you want that polarizing effect because you're going to get the part people that are supposed to energetically connect with you, and everybody else is going to be pissed off, but everybody's talking about you either way. Mm-hmm. But in this manscape, I'll call it that you you and I live in of all of us trying to beat our own drum and, and inspire others. I mean, I think that's something that resigns deep inside your and I's souls. We want to make a global impact that when we leave, there's something better than what we showed up with. And, and in that, a lot of people in this space are just, man, they, 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 they are very, very loud and just <laughs> very like a lot of stuff feels like it's for attention versus for actual impact. And it becomes a persona versus what really matters? Like sitting down and talking with you, it, it, there's no, you want to make a change. And sure, you have Baby Beard Club and you have things, but you're about inspiring other people to do more, to be more, to be better fathers and husbands. Like there's, there's this underlying current that sits below you that is wonderful. Like it's just, it's who you are though. It's not, sure, you have this beard and you've explained how that's happened. And sure, that's great marketing, but in the same aspect, it's because you actually enjoy it. Like it's just whole Lyman thing. Yeah, and that's a great way to put it, the alignment. Um, I went to the, to the Meltdown um, Desert last year. And so, you know, I got to meet some different influencers in person. And I got to reflecting on my personal story, um, you know, from starting my first business almost 16 years ago. I, I literally, I bought a $100 VHS tape. Um, you have kids, if you don't know what that is, ask your parents. Uh, you know, a VHS tape on how to fix hail damage on cars. Uh, taught myself to trade. I quit my job. And my, my quote is, I, I beat the street so hard, I swear they're going to send me a bill for the pothole someday. I opened the phone book and started cold calling people like, hey, man, I'm Frank Sill. I fix these cars. Who do I talk to that makes the decisions? I didn't know any of this stuff. I didn't, I didn't read sales books. I just knew I had to go out and, and find who's got my money. I set a great big giant goal. I quit my job and just started hustling. And so through that story, and then I get to looking back on my personal and relational life. Um, I mean, yeah, just like all of us, man, I've had those ups, those downs, the relationships that I, I used to say they failed, but I've learned they just didn't work out the way that I thought they would because now I've extracted the lessons out of it. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a failure. Um, you know, through those lessons and then through, um, I guess you would say some tragedies within our family that would just, I mean, to put it bluntly, fucking devastate a lot of people. Um, I've seen it. I've seen, I know what we've gone through and and I've seen other people and it's just devastated. And I go to this event and I meet some of these influencers and I'm like, man, these guys, their stories are, I mean, they're, they're good. They, they'll touch a lot of people. They'll help a lot of people. But I know what I've been commissioned with. I know that the fire that I've been refined by. And so just like that 16 years ago, when I made a decision to take action, I'm sitting there at this event 
and I go to Google. Um, just like when I started Baby Beard Club, I, I went to Google and I said, you know, these guys have these different events, different things that are are man themed, and I just go to Google and uh, or GoDaddy and I say, I look up armoredupman.com. I was like, holy shit, that's available. Mine. Go to Facebook. Mine. Instagram. Mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the start of my purpose. And then I realized, wait a minute. Uh, a year and a half ago, I bought this silly domain, Baby Beard Club. Um, I didn't have a beard product. I just I just bought the domain because I thought it was total opposite of all the machismo bullshit that ninety nine percent of beard companies are are out there that grow a beard and be a man. Um, and so I started to realize that alignment. It's like, wait a minute. My calling is to help equip men with armor to know who's thinking they're thinking. And here I had this business that I can market to men. Hmm. Maybe I should commit to these two things and start seeing what happens. Yeah, man. I, I love it. And I want to touch base on a lot of that. So I know my listeners now, I know you, you listening, tuning in, a lot of you have reached out about taking that leap, like mm-hmm. taking the, having the testicular fortitude, I'll call it, having the gumption to finally chase something that speaks to you. And Frank mm-hmm. is the exact byproduct of that now two or three times over. To think about a VHS tape, and he laughingly said, but I know my demographics, so many of you have never seen a fucking VHS tape, and you never will. You don't even know what it is. Like, literally, go to Google, you'll laugh. Like, we used to watch movies that way. You'd have to buy them. We had something called Blockbuster, where you had to drive <laughs> to the store and rent something and then return it. Whole foreign concept. But, but in this, like, you bought this VHS tape, and now over a 16-year period, Frank, I mean, you have a multiple six-figure enterprise of pooling hail, right? I mean, I don't want to, d- d- you know... Mm-hmm disclose too much of your personal information but like it's not it wasn't something you did as a passive hobby it was fuck it I'm going all in and I'm going to keep figuring this out for as long as it takes to figure it out then I'm going to perfect my craft then I'm going to scale my craft then I'm going to use that money to go into other ventures I'm going to do stuff with my father I'm going to create new businesses like you have this path can we can we walk down some of that path and some of the pitfalls and triumphs oh man all the way I'd love to I'd love to um yeah so like I, I just, I look back at it and I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm blessed with like a certain level of ignorance that a lot of people aren't. Um, you, some people might call it faith, might call it ignorance. Uh, a buddy of mine used to call me the bulldog because I just go after it. But, you know, so I can remember, I can remember, so I was a welder before I started my first business. And I, I was a welder because I knew my hands were smart. At the time, I didn't give my head or my heart a lot of credit for being smart, but I knew my hands were smart and I knew I would outwork the man next to me. And so I started my last job, Valentine's day, 1994 employee number 5331. I ain't had that job in 16 years, but I still remember that. Mm -hmm. Um, Why that's important because I was 18 years old in 1994 and they had a 30 year retirement program. Okay. So about five years after I started at this job, I lived up to my agreement. I showed up and did my work. And this company said that if you do this for 30 years, you can have a a retirement full pension. I I was happy to put 30 years in and retire at 48 years old with all, you know, with my $4,500 a month pension insurance. Yeah, that was, that was the dream um, from back in the 1900s. And so about five years into that career, the company got sold. They changed the retirement, changed the benefits package. Um, I no longer had that 30 retirement program and it kind of, it woke me up 
I looked around and the people that were doing the same thing I was doing uh, 15, 20 years longer than I was doing it, man, none of them were healthy. None of them had the lifestyle I wanted. And I just knew, I, rem I remember the parts rack I was standing under. We had these, these parts that we'd have to you know, put together and weld together and stuff. I remember exactly where I was standing. I said, you know what? I have a choice to make right here. I see what my future holds. So I have a choice. And this is the way I talked to myself back then. So I either, I'm either going to quit bitching and do something about it, or I just want to tuck my tail between my legs and go back to work for another 40 years. And so I made a decision. I took action. Yeah. And then Frank in that action, obviously it's not like you watched a VHS tape, made a handful of sales calls for two weeks and then just hung out like there's, <laughs> Let's, let's walk through pooling hail. And for those of you that haven't either experienced hail damage or haven't worked at a car dealership before or haven't seen that, like I live in Columbus, Ohio. Frank, where do you live? Uh, right in the middle of Kansas. So if, if you're not familiar with the Great Plains or Kansas as a whole, it's hot and it's flat. So you have, you have Frank that during the summer months or really every month has to go to a car dealership in some capacity. Maybe it's different now, but in my version of this, you go to a car dealership, you get enough business that you're there reconditioning cars. Like you're helping dealerships make the cars look better, but it doesn't matter how many dents, how big or small or where they're on the car. Frank's outside middle of summer, hundred degree heat, no, no water, no shade. And they don't like when I was running car dealerships, love you, Frank, but I didn't give a shit about you. I just wanted the end result. Like who was the quickest, who was the best and who was marginally priced. I didn't want the cheapest. I just didn't want the most expensive. <laughs> and so I didn't have any sort of, you know, bearing on the fact of if it was a hundred degrees outside, maybe come inside and use our air conditioning bay. It was just like, just bring me the, bring me the, the IO, like, let me know, let me know where we're at. So what went on during that time period? Um, man, so it was, it was kind of like we talked about when, when I started, I didn't have any outside training, no business training. All I knew was the technical trade of it. And I, I had, you know, it's like Napoleon Hill. I burnt my ships and I had a burning desire of a, this massive goal of a hundred thousand dollar income. <laughs> um, you know, so knowing what I know now, I aimed a little bit low. Um, but I had this massive goal and I, and I didn't, I had to go find business. So literally I just opened the phone book and I'd go see these people and I didn't know, I didn't know the value of the work that I was doing. I didn't know fully how to ask. All I knew is I just needed to go do. So I, I just, like I said, I opened the phone book and I go to these car dealerships and that was where I first started. And I probably spent about a year and a half, two years getting OJT. OJT is on the job training. I didn't know what I didn't know. So I just need to go do so I can get some knowing. And through that experience, um, what I didn't pay in schooling, I lost money in, in training and knowledge and experience because every, every time I, what I did is there was really kind of a few things, two, three things. Um, I told myself focus on quality because the, the money and quantity will come because I, I don't, I don't deserve, I don't qualify yet for a higher, um, income or, or so on. That's what I told myself so until I learn how to do this repair better than anybody else then I can, I can start to demand more money. Um, and so going through this on the job training process, I did this work for dealerships about a year and a half, two years. And then I start to realize the value. Cause like you said, a dealership basis is a wholesale. 
So this job may be a $1,500 retail job. And since how the dealership gets a volume discount, we'll say, that might be a $500 paying job. And so I learned to transition um, from doing the wholesale side of work to doing retail with an actual uh, Main Street location and then started networking with body shops, which they focus on the retail end and I get a higher percentage of that money to where now here in central Kansas, there's um, it averages around 20 body shops just exclusively use us. Um, and so we've done that now for 16 years. Most of these body shops we've worked with over a decade um, with, with each of them. So we have a, a great relationship, uh, which is a huge note in business, base your business on relationship and the profit will come. Cause if it's based on profit, the next time somebody comes in, offers a better profit, you're out the door. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's crazy. How, how is your, is your company scaled? Is it still just you, Frank? Do you have more employees? What's, what's the growth looking, look like for you? Man, I've done both. I've, I started out and it's a nut, man. It's a, a big thing. I'm not a woman, so I can't, I can't tell you, but I know for manhood, I made the choice to play small about 10 years ago. We, we had momentum, we're moving forward, and I had the opportunity to keep expanding and hire people and bring them on. Um, but part of who's thinking, are you thinking? I grew up with my dad in a small business environment. And like when you're in a small business, um, and I just, I just wrote a blog article about this. I, you, know, you just don't know what you don't know. So I didn't know that there's like Michael Gerber in the book, E-Myth, he talks about the, uh, there's the entrepreneur that likes going and getting the business. There's a technician that likes doing the business and the manager that takes care of all the details. And so what happens is, you know, you have to go out and get the business. Well, then when you're doing the business, you can't be out getting the business and then you have to stop and count the peanuts. Um, you know, and so all these different things were just so unfamiliar to me at the time. And I wasn't open and aware to outside help and influence that I made a choice just to play small and just do what I can do. And then if more work comes in, I hire subcontract help. Mm -hmm. Um, But here recently, man, I've I've kind of realized uh, like Malcolm Gladwell and outliers, you know, not only do I have 10,000 hours, I have probably 30,000 hours of expertise in refining my craft to where now we're going to open that back up, um, creating uh, a website to help expand our territories Plus, I'm going to open up a training facility platform to teach people how to do what I do. I love it. Man, that brings a smile to my face. Not that I don't love your beard product. Not, not that I don't love Armored <laughs> Up, man. But you, like, this is another side of things in, that I, I feel as an entrepreneur. You find your one thing. Like, the, the, mm-hmm. you call it whatever it is. You find the one thing that like, you just excel with excellence. And you drive that thing as far and as deep as you can. Then eventually you find other verticals where your one thing also applies to those verticals. Like your magic is being Frank, like mm-hmm. whatever that is. And you've done it with excellence now for 16 years. You've proved your concept. You know, the pitfalls, pitfalls and peaks from, you know, PDR, paintless net repair. And now you're reapplying that with scale to two other ventures. Yeah. I, I mean, I see, I think it's the book, um, Acres of Diamonds by Russell Conwell. It talks about, you know, so many people don't, they don't extract all the value out of what they're currently doing. Um, and so I got to looking around and you know, like social media, I mean, you got people selling courses on how to sell courses on how to grow Facebook groups on, I mean, it's crazy. People are making money with some of this stuff and here. So many of us are sitting on a freaking gold mine 
We just need to figure out how to formulate and extract that knowledge and then charge people for it. Yeah. And, and Frank, you keep weaving in and out of conversations. You're a, you're a fairly well-read individual. You've read at least two or three books ever in your lifetime. I, I can hear it when you and I speak. Let's, let's talk about some of your favorite books. Like, let's just pivot for a second. Like, it, it's everything you can tie back into a book and some, some relatable topic. Hit me with your top, top two or top three books and why they're impactful. Um, man, like the older, the better for me, a lot of them. So like the science of getting rich by Wallace D Waddles. I mean, it is like a 50 page book and I, I fell in love with it because I bought the, I bought it. It's an audio and a book compilation. And so I listened to the audio first. Um, and it was read by Charlie tremendous Jones and just the dude has his old voice, his old voice and, and the way they spoke 80, hundred years ago. I just, I just love the way he talks about, um, about life and the science of getting rich is not about money. It's about, you know, wealth and being rich in relationships and being rich in, in health and love and all that. Uh, and you know, then there's, there's always the four agreements. That's, that's a really good one. Um, because in my journeys, in my readings, I've, I've heard probably three things that are the keys to so many people's success not just financial success, but in knowing who they are, relation success, all this different stuff. So, I mean, one of those things is the word. So if, if you listen to the Bible, the world, everything began with the word. Um, Scientology is all about the words, knowing the meanings and definitions of the words. And all this stuff ties together that words have so much meaning and power uh, that Jason Silva just had a video the other day about words and how how they create universes, create realities. Um, and then getting clear, getting clear on what the hell do I want? What the hell do I stand for? Um, and then the, the third one is something I've, I've just recently kind of dug into. Um, and it's, it's intentions. And that goes back because I went to the dictionary and I got clear on the word. <laughs> it's, and I intend to, which would translate to, I mean, I mean to set my mind to, um, so that's, that's kind of where I'm at right there. I, I love it. I mean, it's just, you're, you're, you're always such a wealth of knowledge. And like, I feel like I needed to have a notepad next to me to write down these books. Like you, if you don't have a blog post that you've shared yet with your top 15 or 20 reads, I, I'm going to heavily encourage you or lean on you or I'll just fucking ask you, like, I need your 15 <laughs> or 20 best reads so I can go buy them and add them to the, the massive, you know, list of books that I eventually have to somehow leaf through. So I love it, man. So let, let's touch base a little bit on the scale and the next, next process. Like I see you almost everywhere, like the, the PR, the press now coming on the backside of, of baby beard club, mm -hmm. not only because it's a great product, but the great product starting to get a lot of traction because of who you are and what you stand for the message behind it, the quality of the goods. Like Again, when it comes in this nice, and you might have changed your packaging since I bought it, but it comes in this nice little like slip bag, like slip bag that's got your, your label on it and your brand that comes in a glass bottle. It smells incredible. Like the Get You Done has this orange spice, like just energizing thing. Like you rub it on in the morning and, and Graham, you, you guys have seen me. I don't really have a luscious beard like Frank does. I keep mine very, very trim at this point, but like what's, what's on the precipice? What's coming up for, for Baby Beard Club? Um, you know, so we did just go through, um, a rebrand, I guess you would say the, the change of the, of the labels and how it looks. 
Um, and I've been fighting this internally, like, you know, number one, what cures everything? It's sales. Uh, and I could have easily spent that money marketing and growing the sales. But as I grow, you know, our message and our audience for Armored Up Man, I want everything to be congruent. I know that when I started my hair repair business, I focused on how everything looked. So it looked like we were a lot bigger than we, we were. It looked like we have our shit together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I've been doing right now is I, I don't have, you know, $100,000 to throw behind a marketing campaign. Um, so all I know is guerrilla marketing. I literally have been reaching out to bearded athletes and influencers and just, hey, bro, you want to make some cash with your stash? Or, hey, do you want to put your beard to work for charity? Um, and stuff like that. And so what we've, what we've worked up is in the motorcycle world, Supercross, Motocross, uh, Monster Energy Supercross, mm-hmm. uh, I actually got a couple of bites on, hey, do you want to put your beard to work for charity? Um, and I've had a few guys that were like, yeah, that sounds awesome. And so then that sport has a specific charity that is aligned with it that helps injured riders. So I turn around and reach out to the, that charity. I said, Hey, two or three of these guys um, that you would know are willing to help support you guys. Do you guys have anything that you would want to help contribute or how can we help you help us help you? And they're like, man, that sounds awesome. We really love that idea. And why don't we send an email out to all the factory teams and riders that have beards so that we can, (laughs) we can do something with this. Mm -hmm. Um, And so coming from my background of if it's to be, it's up to me and the small business mindset, I've, I've, the only time I've used credit or leveraged other people's money is, is basically to, uh, to go into bad debt, not debt that doesn't continually make me money just debt. And as far as like, a, like the office here, that doesn't really make me money. I have to pay, you know, for this or a home or consumer debt type stuff. So right now I'm, I'm in the process of understanding the language, understanding the ask um, of telling somebody, Hey man, you know, I, I just went to Arkansas two weeks ago. I have a buddy of mine that knows my brand. Like you said, everybody sees us. They kind of know us. Um, he's got a friend that is a major, major buyer at Walmart and they're wanting to step up their game with natural products, kind of like what a whole foods has. And so they're looking for smaller niche products. What we, what we have, um, all across the board. And he showed him what we have. He said, I would like to try some of that. I want to take that to Walmart and pitch it. So last week or two weeks ago, um, UPS was not going to make it there in time. And from where I'm at, it's a six hour drive to get there. So I load my ass up in the car and I drive six hours over there and six hours back so I can hand deliver this guy a load of beard oil to take and sample and try and possibly get into Walmart. Um, Mm -hmm. So right now in business, that's, that's where we're at. Just trying to, we're at that edge again of the cliff of my knowing and my understanding. So I'm starting to reach out and lean on people that have more knowing and more understanding and have results because they've been in the same place. Not, not somebody just has an idea because they bought click funnels last week. I'm, I'm reaching out to people that have actually sold shit in large volumes. Yeah, man. And that, that's such an impactful lesson. I mean, obviously you and I both, I believe I can say without speaking for you, but adopt a mindset of, 
like I'm always willing to pay a qualified coach to accelerate my learning. Like, mm-hmm. and sure, you and I both have our own mentorship or coaching or groups or whatever. Put, take off that cognitive bias for just a moment as you're listening. Like, where in your life right now could you benefit by paying somebody some dollar amount to accelerate what you know because they've already done it? Like, not that they've read something somewhere, but like you see tangible results that they are where you want to get to. Like, you should stop, press pause, hop on Facebook, hop on Instagram, hop on Google, find the person that's doing what you want to do and fucking call them. Like most people that are worth their weight will spend 30 or 40 minutes just at least having a conversation, giving you some ideas. You might not even have to spend money with them. You know, I think that's, it's, it's so nice to have you help reiterate that, Frank, is I was a successful businessman with multiple different things going on, that even at this point, you're not saying that I got it all figured out. I've read some books. I'm, I'm, I got it. Like you're finding people to help you. Yeah, I, I had that mentality for about 35 years and fuck, that was painful. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. But in, in that whole helping thing, I, I want to talk to you, you guys that are listening right now, you, you the listener, that Frank has so generously come up with a, a plan, a package, a something. And you know as, that I haven't asked you to help out with much. But in this, there's an opportunity for me to help give back to a charity that's called Facing Addiction. And Facing Addiction is a, one of the largest nonprofits in the country helping tackle head-on the opioid crisis. And they help attack the opioid crisis at the base level. And that's actually at the manufacturing side of things. Not only do they care about the rehabilitation and, and all those pieces and parts, but they care about stopping the drug companies from producing the drugs that are ultimately leading down this rabbit hole. It's something I'm incredibly passionate about, something I, I literally train them twice a week on marketing for an hour and a half a piece to help propel where they're at now. And I give you that big lead up because Frank and his company, Baby Beard Oil, for No Shave November, have come up with a way that you just buying product can benefit facing addiction. And whatever that is, like I'll say this on air, and I, I hope this is the most painful lesson I ever have to learn. Whatever dollar amount of beard oil you guys buy through the link and through the way that Frank's going to explain to you to do it, I will match whatever that is. I'm going to buy it straight up. Frank is going to, I'll send a screenshot on Instagram. We'll cover it in a, whatever it is. Like at the end of the time period, at the end of probably all November, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. All November. Whatever that ends up being, I'm, I'm passionate and committed enough and enjoy Frank enough that, you know, the, the piece and parts, what is it? 20% of every order, Frank, will go to charity essentially? Yeah. So if um, your listeners want to use code 15 free, one five free, um, then we'll give free shipping on that. And by using that code, that way we can track all the sales through, um, through you and through your listeners to be able to, uh, to help the charity. And that's what I love because I've just, I've kind of developed this mindset that, you know, a good business makes a profit and a great business makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and absolutely. That's, that's so impactful to say that like that, Frank. I mean, so again, if you go to babybeardclub.com, there's a, a plethora of different products. I mean, he's got growth products. Like I'm, I, when we hang up, Frank, I'm going to hop on and order some stuff. Like my, my beard is atrocious. It's patchy. I could, I, in my mind, I could never grow it to yours. I'd like to have a little more full foliage on my face. Um, but what are your products? I mean, I don't want to steal your thunder. I know there's growth products. I know there's energy products. There's sleep products. What else you got on there? Um, that's some of the stuff we've actually been working on. Uh, I just committed to to um, bring to market a hair, skin, and nail growth supplement, which is 
what we call, everybody's heard of miracle grow in their garden. So our main product line is called miracle bro. Like it's a miracle bro. Your beard grew out, right? Yeah. Um, so in, in e-commerce online sales, the really way to, uh, you know, make a profitable business is have a subscription model. So that miracle bro supplement, we're putting together a welcome to manhood kit, which I have the supplement. I'll have miracle bro beard oil, which has essential oils and base oils based around growing a beard. And it's a little known secret. It's basically still my wife's eyelash growth formula. So if, if you like run out of that in like a day, you know, your wife or your girlfriend's been stealing your beard oil for her eyelashes or hair. Yeah. Um, and so this kit will have the supplement, it'll have the beard oil, it'll have a beard balm and a beard soap. Um, and something that we're going to do is since how part of our purpose and mission is growing a community of men that are looking to grow into the men that they, they were designed to be, every month we'll have a different shirt in the kit, like a welcome to manhood or armored up man type of shirt. Mm -hmm. um, so every month you get you know, to look forward to having something new like that and being a part of the tribe. And then uh, we have get shit done, which is a focus enhancing and awareness raising oil. Like you said, what I love, it has that peppermint to it. So like, man, it hits your face. It kind of chills. But then as the day goes on, you know, the cedar and the orange kind of start um, emanating and then the lights out is just like it says, man, if you put it on at night, it'll help you calm down, relax. You can put it on during the day. It'll help you relax. But it's, uh, that was the, you know, the kind of the blend that really, you know, put me to sleep that one night. Um, and the happy, happy is a beard oil designed to lift your mood. Um, and skinny Craig, <laughs> no lie. It's uh, appetite reducing essential oils in the beard oil. Um, so that's where skinny Craig comes in. Man, I, I love it, Frank. I mean, I love your products offering. I love the way you're marketing it. I love your unique value proposition. And again, I'm saying it because you're a guest, but you're also somebody I consider an actual friend. Like it's just, I hope there's nothing but endless abundance and success for you because the message and the quality of products and who you are just, it emanates from our conversation and from the products that you sell. Like it's, it's just, none of this is bullshit. Like your products aren't hundred dollar products where you're trying to make, you know, a small fortune. You know, you sell good quality products for a very fair price that make an impact. But in making an impact, I must put this caveat. Some of you got turned off inevitably by the fact of a subscription model. So I'm asking you a question. If you went to a gym and you went there for 25 or 30 days in a month, would you be pissed off that you did not lose the 20 pounds that you'd put on over six years? My guess would be probably not. You wouldn't expect to. But yet we all buy these consumer products, something like Frank's beard growth product, and you expect a miracle to happen in 30 days. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure it's going to make your beard grow. I'm positive. I mean, Frank's not going to bring something to market that doesn't make your beard grow. But give it 60 or 90 days. Like, change takes time. Like this whole 21 days to create a habit. Like I fucking hate that sentence. <laughs> it's nowhere near that long. You got to give it 90 days, 120, 150. Like you start talking five, six months of consistency, you're going to start to see an impact. You're going to start to see things that are tangible. And if nothing else, I'm going to, I'm going to spit back at Frank right now. There's a, there's a book by Darren Hardy called the compound effect. And it's the small things you do consistently every day that eventually over not long enough run rate, you look back and you're unrecognizable to who you used to be. And if you're trying to grow a beard, you could literally be unrecognizable. Like the, the, the funniest thing is see a, a Frank, I believe posted a picture yesterday on his Instagram. And is it your Instagram is just Frank Sellers, a baby beard. Uh, both. Okay. Well, you post a picture pr before and after your beard. Mm -hmm. And it was like this, like, it's staggering the difference. 
Like I looked, I had to take a triple take, not even a double take at the pre-bearded <laughs> Frank Sell. It's like a whole different man, whole different confidence, whole different focus, whole different clarity. And I'm sure it's not from the beer. That's just a byproduct. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, my, my boys, Eddie Martin and the guys from Home of the Hustle, they, they laughed because I posted that one time. I was like, man, this is when I look like a penis with ears and after. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. So, so Frank, if you're going to leave my listeners with one massive takeaway from this episode or from your life in general, that one pearl of wisdom you wish that everybody would get, what's that takeaway? You know, since how this is 15 minutes of freedom and, it, and it's all about action and opportunity, some of the things that I've learned is that opportunity is not the opportunity. Everybody's got the chance or the supposed opportunity to buy that course, to start that deal or do whatever. Man, the real opportunity, the difference maker is taking action. I don't care how big it is, just one step. Take some action because the view will never change sitting in a parked car. You gotta move. Man, Frank, I love that. I love your energy. I love your message and your company. Again, I want to reiterate, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for offering my incredible listeners the ability to use 15 free on babybeardclub.com to buy their products in the month of November for No Shave November, in which 20% of that will go to Facing Addiction, the charity of my choice. And just thanks for your time and energy, brother. I, 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 I honor it. It's truly been great. Man, I am beyond honored, blown away. Um, I just, I can't thank you. <laughs> of course. So with that, I'm going to remind you, pick up some of Frank's beard oil, get shit done, take action, and then actually go out and get shit done.